Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with the knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chitty Macha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. I don't want any nibbles. I don't want any attention on me. What's up? And welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks in science and nature. You're listening to your boy, Alexi Grusis. I'm out here in the Blacklands of the Kumeyaay Territory, also known as San Diego, California. That's SoCal life, I guess. Hey, my name's Allison. I'm here in the PVD, the Providence, Rhode Island, on the Settlers Map, the Narragansett Lands, if you want to come correct. Yes. Happy to be here. Maybe a one-eyed Jones by the time we get done. Allison, yeah. Allison, Allison. But Allison and I aren't the only people on this endeavor, this podcast, Praise this beautiful, beautiful show. Of course not. It couldn't be just us. So we got the special, fantastic guest, a guest you might know about. So go ahead, guest, introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns, and what you do. Hi there, I'm Vinny Thomas. My pronouns are he, him. I'm, oh my God, I'm a comedian and an actor and a writer. Uh-huh. But I'm so much more than that. I also love to hang out. <laughs> I love to vibe. <laughs> Allison, I'm so sorry a bug flew in your <laughs> eye. When I was like when I was like 14, a gnat flew into my ear and people were gaslighting me about it. They didn't believe me. So we all have orifices. I think it's one of the one of the horrible downsides of um being alive. So Vinny, tell me, tell me. What are some things you like to do out here in Southern California? Oh boy. Because you're located in LA now. I am located in LA. Yeah. I moved out here a year and a half ago. I have always liked hiking. I love animals and I love nature. I think it's part of my brand now. It's kind of baked in that I make a lot of videos and uh, tweets and I write a lot about critters because I think they're so interesting. Out here, I'm still learning what I like to do kind of in and around LA because where I grew up in Colorado, you know, hiking was kind of different. You know, you have all kinds of forests and it's very hilly and everything's kind of like hidden away. And here it's kind of what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? You go out there, you're like surrounded by kind of scrub. So I'm still learning about that. I'm obsessed with the fact that there are lizards all over the place. Yeah. Um, delicious little <laughs> delicious little guys. Delicious. I don't need them. I mean, like, delicious in the way that sometimes white women refer to things they like as delicious. I mean, <laughs> in that way. <laughs> I like to think I dabble yes. in birding. When I was younger, I thought I was very good at birding. And then I met someone, my friend Woody Goss, who's a bird watcher in Chicago, and he's like the best one. He's always on that friggin' app, like ranking high up with his sightings yeah. or whatever. And I thought I knew a little something. You know, I was like, sure, I bird. But then I look at him and he's like identifying 15 different sparrows based off Yo, of the right? way they stand on a bush. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're different. <laughs> we're different. I'm still learning. And so now I'm out here and it's a whole new like cast of birds that I have to familiarize myself with. So yeah, I think that's mainly my experience with LA so far. Ooh, and lots of cows. Cows? I didn't realize there were cows up in LA. No, they aren't. I lied. I just something to say. (laughs) (laughs) No. Excuse me. What? 
sometimes I drive up to Oakland and I, I see oh, them all the time, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh yeah, cows. But then you know you're right. The city is not that big. The city is not that big. <laughs> I gotta like pause and recognize the fact that you were mad lucky to have a van in high school, man. Oh. I was always jealous of the van kids in high school, even though it probably was a busted van. No, it was broke down. I'll say it wasn't yep. really my van. It was like my parents' van and then my brother's van and me and my brother would like drive the minivan back and forth whenever yep. we could. But it was great because you could like cart people all over the place. <laughs> to be frank, I didn't have like a huge number of friends <laughs> that I was taking anywhere all the time. <laughs> so you could fit all of them yeah, in there, yeah. man. You could fit you could fit a bunch of really small ones or like a couple really big friends. Like whatever you want, you have the room in a minivan. <laughs> so were there ever any thrilling or scandalous trips when you're out Ooh. here in your minivan adventures? In the nuke juice world. Yeah, I'll say so. I mean, the first time I ever saw like a carcass, like something another animal had killed was at this place. And I guess it must have been coyotes because, of course, in Colorado, everything else is wiped out. But like coyotes and uh, lynx? Yeah. Lynx or bobcat? One of those two. So there was like just a giant peeled open deer. I remember like as I was walking, just seeing it and like freezing. <laughs> like slowly backing away because i was like i don't know i don't know whose deer this is yeah right but it's right right certainly yeah. not mine you're like i don't want any nibbles i don't want any nibbles i don't want any attention <laughs> you're on not me. A, this you're is not a kia thing. exactly you... today <laughs> ollie berries all right <laughs> so i wandered off and left that there oh i also saw a little pile of like crawdad crawfish claws little crawfish carcasses mm. There are a couple man-made lakes, and I had to look up what it was later, but I guess raccoons... Sometimes I forget raccoons are wild animals, and that they still do, yeah. like, traditional raccoon behaviors. But there were some, like, what I guess are, like, Mennonite or traditionalist raccoons that were still fishing for crawdads instead of digging in the garbage. Yeah. And so they were pulling them out, eating them, and leaving the shells, you know, as if they were at a, a boil or something. Uh, yep. Which nice. is pretty wild. So yeah, it seems uh, like... There was never too much trouble for you. There never was, you know, and I think maybe there should have been more, given my proportions. <laughs> I think as like kind of a waif wandering around a wildlife refuge all on my own, I would have expected, if not a coyote, then certainly like just a murderous drifter to take me. You know what I mean? But no, it was it was pretty safe, pretty uneventful. Yeah. Okay. What can I say? I'm blessed, you guys. I'm blessed. Yeah. Wow, favorite <laughs> fair. Come on. <laughs> so, although a wandering drifter didn't snatch you and all your neck hairs, I've been told <laughs> that nature snatched you. Yes, nature snatched me. That was a seamless transition, my God. Thank you so <laughs> much. I just want to invite us into story time. One of my favorite things to do when I was a kid was go camping in like big extended family camping trips. And there's one that I remember very distinctly. And when I say big extended family, I mean I have I have a large extended family in Colorado. I have a ton of cousins. They're just littered all over the place, you know, aunts, uncles. Uh, and every now and then we do a big family trip and camping was always like a nice inexpensive thing to do. And then plus in Colorado, you're kind of going to do it anyway. You know, it's right over there. So one time... We all packed up in all of our respective minivans and we drove up to a place whose name I've since forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> that was surely somewhere on the eastern slope uh, in Colorado. And in Colorado, the eastern slope is like the more wet, foresty part. And then the western slope 
that half of Colorado is more like canyony and dry and um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's where it's where you grow peaches. That's a different thing. So we drive up to this campsite. Everyone's ready. You know, we're kikiing, whatever. And I distinctly remember like the ponderosa pine trees. If you've ever spent time in Colorado, you know it's like covered in ponderosa pine trees. And I would go and I'd chew on the needles with <laughs> my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would chew on the needles because as you're taught in a Ballarat camp in Colorado, which is a camp you go to when you're in fifth grade and you learn how to survive in the wilderness, kind of, you're taught that you can make tea with ponderosa pine needles and that they taste like orange peels and they're really high in vitamin C. I've never made tea with them, but I imagine tea would be very good. It just, you know, it's not something that occurs to you when you're a, when you're a little boy in the woods to make tea with pine needles. I also remember that you guys know Stellar's Jays, the like dark blue yeah. Jays. They were oh, yes. eating something in the trees. I don't know what it was, but they would keep dropping pine cones all over the place. And in my head, I was like, oh, one of these other campers hates us. They want us gone. And I thought, <laughs> I thought they were like throwing pine cones at our campsite. But truly, it was just like these Stellar's Jays eating pine nuts or whatever they were doing up there. So, you know, it was, it was a fun trip. I think it was the first camping trip where I have like solid memories of like what was happening and what was going on. Because, you know, when you're super young, you just get dragged places and you're just like a little flesh sack. You don't you don't remember any of that. And one other thing I did, once again, because I was just a weird little kid. I had gotten my first Swiss Army knife and I would keep cutting like plastic bottles in half. <laughs> and... I was obsessed with moss because in the part of Colorado we grew up, it's like yeah. it's like a high desert. Like there's no moss <laughs> anywhere. And so when we were camping, I was like, wow, I'm taking some of these bad boys home. <laughs> <laughs> and I would keep like peeling it off of stuff and putting it in a little bottle. And I must have had like a dozen bottles of moss because I was like... I gotta do something with this. Like, I, I just know. imagine you getting back to school on the playground and just being or like by your lockers first during the day and being like, I got the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys? I know that knife was dull like a spoon afterwards. <laughs> oh, I ruined that thing. I ruined it. But I was obsessed. I was just obsessed with like collecting little things. I think I had a horrible like hoarding tendencies <laughs> as a kid that I'm glad I've mostly gotten rid of. Congratulations. Thank you so much. But um, yeah, so I was collecting my moss, finding cool rocks or whatever. Every now and then I'd find a bug, uh, but I let the bugs, I let the bugs stay. Certain animals I thought like had a soul. And for me, it was beetles. I was like, I was like, they got things to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I would Uh never take a beetle. I would take a worm, you know, because worms got nowhere to be. Would not take a beetle. That's really interesting. I had such weird... Did you guys ever have that when you were a kid? Like, I had animals that I just refused to like. Or like... (laughs) like, (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm just like, in my head, I'm justifying that a beetle has a soul and a worm doesn't. So for me, it wasn't animals, but I fully thought my spoons had a soul in my drawer. And I always would apologize to them when I didn't use them. Because the forks always got the attention, man. Every meal has forks, but spoons, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, so so I was on this camping trip. I was collecting (laughs) my moss. I was avoiding pine cones being thrown my way. And one cousin I was super close with, we would hang out all the time. And, like, we were buddies. So we'd often float off and, like, do our own thing. And I was convinced on this trip. I was convinced. Because I was out here collecting things. I was like, because we're by a lake. 
which I forgot to mention, we're by a wetland. I was like, I'm gonna find a little tiny fish to take home. I had brought a mason jar specifically for this occasion. I didn't know what I was gonna do with the fish, but I knew I had to get one. So we walked down to this little wetland area, past the docks. Mind you, I was in an outfit, first of all. Describe. I forgot to mention that. I was in my Nuggets jersey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> By the way, 2023 champs. Did we stand up? Throw <laughs> it in there. Let's go Nugs. I was in my little Nuggets jersey, my matching Nuggets shorts, and I was also wearing Airwalk shoes, but they were like Croc knockoffs that we had gotten from Walmart. Cool. For some reason, I did not have real Crocs. I didn't have real Crocs. I had Airwalk comfort shoes, or whatever they were called which look approximately <laughs> like Crocs, but more like if the Predator from Alien vs. Predator made, like, a shoe, but they were also not, like, cool. You know, like, if the Predator yeah, was homeschooled yeah. and she made a shoe, it would be the Airwalk comfort shoe that I got from Walmart. But I was obsessed with it because I um, thought it was a Croc. <laughs> so I this, loved it. <laughs> this outfit is killing me. That, that That's, like, the cutest kid outfit, but I'd be... I'd be busting up. <laughs> it's not an outfit you want to lose or get dirty or bring on a camping trip. Or bring on a camping trip. What can I say? I was like, it's a hot day. I'm gonna show yeah. I'm gonna show everything off a little bit. I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna bring my, my Sunday best. Mm. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a jaunt down to this little boardwalk area. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm walking past the other campsites. I know they're looking at me, I know they're obsessed. I know they can't hear a single step because the soles are soft like jelly. And we walk all the way down to this little wetland area, and we're looking at it. You know, there are little signs all over the place that are telling you about stuff. There was a sign warning about mountain lions, too, which is a latent terror that I think I'll never grow out of. It's just that I'm scared of mountain lions. I think as someone who, if you're listening, you can't see me, but as someone with a neck like a deer, (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared of anything that can fit it in its mouth. Yep, valid. Especially mountain lion. Like, black bears, whatever, they're little cutie patooties. You can make a loud noise. <laughs> They'll just, like, shuffle away. <laughs> a mountain lion will just silently take you into the trees, and you'll never be heard from again. Terrified of mountain lions. So this whole time, like, my neck was on a swivel. Much like a deer, I would occasionally, like, freeze and then wiggle my ears just to take stock of what was going on. But while I was concerned, while I possessed mountain lion fear, I was also looking into this little wetland area... And lo and behold, I see some fish. I see some things that I'm interested in. I see some little minnows. I see some little of those, you know, those bugs that run across the water like they got places to be, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah, water skeeters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Water skeeters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I see some water skeeters. I see some, some crayfish. You know, I see a lot of options here, a lot of possibilities for this mason jar, which at this point could be anything, you know? And it looked great, you know? There was like little moss, little water plants floating on the top, so I was like, this is safe. Baby, we're going in. (laughs) And so we start looking. We start on the edge, looking for something, and then all of a sudden, I take one step, and I sink immediately down to my waist, because that sand was not regular sand, it was quicksand. No, it exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my little nug shorts were soaked from the quicksand, not from urine. Or maybe. 
Oh. Listener, you choose. <laughs> you choose, listener. <laughs> and uh, dear reader, I was concerned. I was, <laughs> I was stuck up to my waist. I couldn't get out, right? Because with quicksand, I guess you have to, you have to kind of swim out. This is not something I understood. So I was just like sinking a little more and a little more, and I got up to like, kind of up to my chest. My cousin Cody. So you're up to the jersey now. I'm up to the jersey. I'm up to like the. I'm up to the the, the first G on Nuggets. Oh, oh, oh. And my cousin's ah, freaking out. He's like, ah, ah. He's making that noise. <laughs> He's like, what do I do? Uh, and eventually he goes and he finds a stick, like a large branch or something, and he he passes it to me, and he has to like Indiana Jones me out. Yeah. Of this quicksand. When I pop out, mind you, my airwalks. Are gone. Soldiers. Sucked into the earth like so many corn nuts. <laughs> yeah, that My airwalks had disappeared completely below the earth. They just were no longer there. My feet bare. <laughs> were those your only shoes for the weekend? <laughs> no, those were not my only. I had airwalks and then chanclas. I had sandals. <laughs> just... Okay. <laughs> As long as we weren't out here like Mowgli. Like, I just couldn't bear it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, like, I don't think there was anything more humiliating than the walk back to that campsite <laughs> over, like, pine needles and, like, fire ants, which are somehow everywhere. I don't everywhere. know, like, fire ants they are. got places. Like, everyone's concerned with every other invasive species but fire ants, stupid asses, and they suck. <laughs> Because they're here. They're because they're here, and we just don't want we don't want any smoke. This is their block. All of the blocks are theirs. Yeah. <laughs> the block is hot because we've all been bitten because of the fire. So yeah, I'm, I'm walking through. I'm crying. I'm, you know, doing that thing <laughs> for what was originally a career high for me, going to get a minnow, to what rapidly became a career low, slinking back to my campsite without my airwalks and. Uh, yeah, we made it back, and uh, I was summarily wow. chided, chastised uh, for losing my airwalks. <laughs> and my mom kept calling them Crocs, even though in my heart I knew that they weren't. So it honestly probably wasn't that big a deal. They were probably like $5. Some real fast fashion. But did it burden you? Did it burden you that they kept being called Crocs because you're like, these are not Crocs? Well, it was funny. When I got them from the store, I was like, oh, these are Crocs. These are new Crocs. You know what I mean? Oh, you see them and you think, oh, these are, you, you got, y'all haven't seen these yet. These are brand new. <laughs> Yo, when, I, when I bring told these into the school, playground. it's over for these hoes. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I show up to school in these, they're going to be like, whoa, professor. You know what I mean? Whoa, doctor. Yo, <laughs> Yo is the convertible up or down today? <laughs> can, Yo, can we get you anything? I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. But no, I did I did lose them. I did lose them. And to this day, I haven't purchased another pair of squishy <laughs> shoes. But yeah, I, I, I slunk back to the campsite. That's a story of basically how I, I started a sinking quicksand. Yeah, it was a very interesting camping trip also. You know what else we did? We also went, yeah. there was like a reservoir over there. And we had tubes because uh, one thing you do as a kid in Colorado is you go tubing down hills when it snows. So we had these giant inflatable tubes. But instead of taking them, you know, down a snowy slope this time, we took them to this reservoir, which we didn't realize had a dam overflow on the other side. So it was me and a bunch of my cousins in this inner tube, like, 
we get out in the water and we start floating in one direction and we're like, wow, bitch, the current's strong. <laughs> like, totally Where unaware. Where are we going? Like, and then we see that the water's just like starting to pour over what appeared to be like a giant 30 foot thing when I was a kid, but was probably what? Like a little five foot overspill or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for us, it was like, oh, we're gonna die. And I have never moved so feverishly in my life as when we were just like pulling the water frantically trying to get back to shore because we thought we were going to get titanic A movie which yep. I had just seen for the first time and was very scary. Do you guys, there was a point in time when everyone was learning about the Titanic for some reason. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's because they discovered the wreck maybe around... Every school child in America was learning about the Titanic. It was like in museums and stuff. Everyone was obsessed with it. And so I was like, oh my God, this is gonna happen. We're gonna fall over there. We're gonna fill with water. And I'm gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean. Like that white man child, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And when I say man child, that's not something rude, Leo. If you're listening to this, I just mean that you looked young, but were ultimately an adult man. Wow. Yeah. One thing about me is I can ass. Jojo Jojo so how did you guys get out of the water if you were getting dragged towards the towards the oh, edge? Oh, we made it, buddy. We we made it. We were we were really <laughs> kicking and paddling, and it was really frantic. I you know when you're a kid, everything feels more extreme than it probably really was, right? So in that moment, it felt like we were rushing at 50 miles an hour toward a precipice that would ultimately kill and drown us. But I'm sure people watching from the shore <laughs> just saw like a group of five brown kids screaming in an inner tube, freaking out, splashing around in the water for no friggin' reason, trying to pull themselves to shore with the water, which we ultimately did. Yeah. Nice. Hold on, wait, actually, it just occurred to me, I was like, I didn't realize you guys were in the same tube. So like all of these children being in one tube, were you guys pulling in different directions too while you were? <laughs> yes, yes, all over the place. Imagine, imagine, imagine a spider. Yeah, just imagine a spider, period. Just imagine a spider. <laughs> and imagine it gets thrown onto water. <laughs> and then the spider is told that its mother is going to be killed if it doesn't get back to the shore. Like, it was so much frantic, like, limb movement and splashing. It was totally illogical. I don't know how we got there. Ultimately, I think the, carrot, the current probably just brought us there. Yeah, yeah. But it's like every experience is, like, new and frightening. And then, you know, yeah. uh, while you're splashing every now and then, you look back to shore and there's like a big sign that says mountain lion. And so then you're like, <laughs> nowhere is safe. You know what I mean? Not the water, not yeah. the trees, nowhere. Yep. <laughs> it's clear you survived. Yes. Were there still more family camping trips? Oh, yes. There were still more family camping trips. I think... Once we were old enough, I would just go off with my cousins and then sometimes just by myself to like a real, like a real wilderness guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Let's go uh, get some of those minnows by yeah, myself this time. Catch those minnows. As a man, I catch minnows by man. myself. As a man. Yeah. Me, me and my girl Ramona out here. <laughs> it is a Ramona Quimby ass situation. <laughs> oh, with her fucking guppies. Anyway, another trip we went to was... Uh, the Great Sand Dunes, Great Sand Dunes National Park, which is a crazy place, by the way. If you've never been to Great Sand Dunes, it's wild. It's like huge, giant Sahara Desert type sand dunes sitting right in front of like a huge snowy mountain range. And it's just Whoa. this weird quirk of geology that has allowed this sand to kind of gather in this place for so long until it becomes huge. 
So we'd go to the sand dunes and we'd climb up, but we weren't prepared for what would happen, which is that it's insanely windy. And when it's windy, the sand kicks up. And when I say it's like the Sahara, it is really like the Sahara. So I just distinctly remember struggling to climb up a sand dune while being like pelted with sand in our face. And it was so bad that we had to like climb off of the sand dune and go do something else. And what we did was we went to this, God, it was like a weird little reptile gator situation in Colorado, like high up in the mountains, there's like a little alligator rescue slash reptile place. And it's just one of those quirky things, you know, not really a, a roadside zoo because with reptiles, it's different, right? Like some people just have, anyway, it was a lot of gators in this like a heated hot spring, like pond. And we went in there and there was a ton of emus. Oh, and it was it's like a spa a, for gators. That's nice. It was, it was. They they have like a little heated outdoor area. So like even if it's snowy and cold outside, they're in like a hot spring. So they're good to go. And instead of using it for people, they were like, you know what would go great here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of lit. It is gators. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like every state has their version of like a gator world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every state has their weird gator situation and in colorado it's this place and i cannot remember the name of it but yeah we went there that was one camping trip another was for the peach festival on the western slope which i mentioned before you did (laughs) i did i did i don't lie (laughs) and that one except about cows except about cows (laughs) i cannot believe you brought that up (laughs) (laughs) it's staying in the episode We went to another campsite. That was a weird campsite. I went with just a few of my cousins to that one because uh, we were like, we're going to be in the peaches, mama. We are going to be in the <laughs> peaches. We were ready for that festival, which was delicious. But besides that, we were like, we're going to camp and it's going to be beautiful. But sometimes you look at the pictures of a campsite and then you show up and it's like, oh, this is actually kind of a back lot behind an Arby's. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not really a campsite at all. <laughs> You took a picture of that corner over there and not the actual place where I'm camping at. Which is right by the shitters. (laughs) And this pond feels like a drainage ditch for cattle. It smells like (laughs) doo-doo. It stinks bad over here. You know what it smells like? Nuke juice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we go go camping there. Uh, Then we went to the Peach Festival, which is great. If you're ever in Colorado... Go to the Peach Festival. I would argue Peach that Colorado's Festival. better at peaches than Georgia is better at peaches. I knew you were going to say that, and I was going to say, I don't Bucking know that I want shots. that temperature on this podcast. Well, That's wait. hot. Before we make an opinion, before we draw an opinion, Allison, I respect you. Ultimately, you are wrong, but I do respect you. <laughs> That's fine. I think the entire peach crop in Georgia failed this year. <laughs> because they can't I mean, seem whose to... whose fault is that? It's because they didn't elect Stacey. I'm to be, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> because, and the spirit, the woe and grief killed the peaches. Are you arguing Stacey Abrams cursed the Georgia peach crop? <laughs> I don't think she cursed the peaches. <laughs> I think the peaches knew insane. what was up. That is and they the were so filled with sorrow. take I've ever heard, Allison. That is, <laughs> that's a hot take. That's spicy. Play back the footage and she whispers, you will never taste a peach again as she like walks (laughs) up the street. That's insane. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I stand by it and I won't stand down. I think you're right. I think it is Stacey. I think it's, they say it's because they can't pick the right variety to deal with climate change. But I think you're right. I think it's Stacey. So so this didn't drive you guys away from your camping trips. All these wild wayward situations you guys kept 
You guys kept pursuing, kept going out to the campsites. Yeah. You guys kept seeing the Colorado. I think camping is something everyone should do. It was so sad to me. Sometimes I talk to like other folks who maybe, you know, didn't grow up in the same place or in the same way. And it's like, it never even would have occurred to them. Like that would be like a fun trip. But I think it is fun. And more than fun, it's also like cheap. You know, it's kind of like a cheap, fun way to just be outside and hang with people. I do think also that's the best part of camping is being with a bunch of folks, you know, and hanging out and enjoying yourself. You don't need like a massive backpack and fancy gear and like a special toilet that unfolds like origami so you could poop it. You know what I mean? You just need like a regular campsite. And some toilet paper. And some toilet paper. And it's going to be fun. And a shovel. You know? And a spoon because a, they get be, they get forgotten. And a spoon, and you know yeah. what? A pair of slightly off-brand shoes. Yeah, um, that's right. Indeed, that really are the that's cherry right. on top. I do. I so, love when was the last time you've been camping? Oh, exposed. It's been so long. Yeah. I am getting exposed. <laughs> I made this wild pivot into the entertainment industry, <laughs> and um, I don't know. Something about me is I'm constantly worried about something that might happen, and so like schedule wise right i'm always like oh something might come down the pipe so i probably shouldn't go now but then i'm like oh something didn't come down the pipe and i could (laughs) have gone that whole time you know if Mm -hmm. i had one piece of advice for everyone it's just go do that thing you want to do and worry about it later you know because if you keep worrying about what might happen soon and putting something off then you're gonna put it off for too long and you know i'm glad you called me out allison because it's been a long time and i should go camping soon I will be honest, I haven't been camping since my old Girl Scout days. So I understand. And maybe this is just the kick in the nuclear juice rear that we needed <laughs> to get us outside. Yeah, Let's that's do right. the thing. Let's do the thing. Because Alexi goes outside all the time. It's like yeah. not even a thing. But I yeah. declined a camping trip this weekend. And my brother was like, oh, let's go to this place. It's actually in, in your hood, kind of. It's like a Santa Ana-ish area. Oh, shoot. And I was like, he said it's a... It was beautiful. All the pictures look gorgeous. And I was like, damn, I should have gone. Yeah. I should have gone. I declined it. And I missed out on like a good time with my brother, his friends. A dog was there. Oh, a like, dog. My all, all sorts of beautiful things. <laughs> it's. Let me tell you something. Similarly to what Vinny has said, and as corny as it is, like what's for you will not pass you. So just go. Yeah. That's Do beautiful. the thing. Exactly. Be yeah. with your family and your friends and Truly. go outside. I yeah. lament all the times like I didn't like just jump on an opportunity to hang out. Hanging out is all the, it, it is the most important thing. I truly think it is. Minnie, you're the best. Thanks for coming. You guys. I mean, you chose violence a lot today, but I'm cool. It's, it's fine. I'll see you outside. <laughs> you're so fire, This was so much fun, you guys. What a, what a treat. It really is great. All right. So we're at that point in the show again. It's shout out time. So Vinny, Vincenzo. Who would you like to give some shout outs to? Okay, first of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kirsten Formoso, a lover. She's studying Mosasaur uh, stuff at uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mosasaur morphology at, um, and like the way things evolve when they make the transition from land to water, which is very interesting. And she invited me to the LA Museum of Natural History for a little backstage tour, and we hung out, and I learned so much. She's so funny. And you can also see her um, on uh, uh, the, the Prehistoric Planet. Uh, yeah, she does one of the oh, little cool. specials at the end. Um, I didn't take a single picture when we hung out. I didn't take one. And I was like, I should have made a whole 
thing about that on social media and like posted like a, a live Instagram story, but I was so enthralled with everything she was telling me that it didn't even occur to me. I think she's so smart. I truly yep. do. So this is my thing her back for not taking a picture of that event. Thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yes. Yay. Actually, I'm really jealous. Oh that sounds gosh. lit she, as hell. Th- I learned so much. Like, you know something about something and you think, oh yeah, I get it, right? And then she'd show me the Mosasaur skeletons and she'll be like, they have pharyngeal teeth. And I'd say, what? She's, she's like, take another look in there, champ. And I'd look closer. She was like, yeah, there are teeth in the jaw, in the throat or whatever. They've got a million different little things that I had no idea about, like scales and just like lizard anatomy. And oh, she's so smart. So smart. Yeah. Love you, buddy. I feel like we should go visit her. Take a tour. Yeah, that yeah. sounds so fun. Say what's up. I was watching something. I was, <laughs> I'm uh, binge watching Snowfall <laughs> and they were in the Beautiful. Natural History Museum. And I thought, wow, I should go to one of those. I haven't been, I've actually never been to a Shut Natural up, History Museum. ever? Check them out, Allison. Oh my God. Ever. Okay, I'm such a, I'm such a I diorama know. enthusiast that like blows my mind. Diorama? <laughs> diorama? <laughs> That's something I shout <laughs> right when I, um, you know what? I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. But it was, uh, <laughs> Great Northern Beans. <laughs> me when I, me when Do I. Do you have any favorites? Any top? I've heard the one in Chicago is yeah. Field Museum great. I love the the really big old ones. There are only kind of a few in America, but you know the ones you go to that have those collections are great. The Denver Museum of Natural Science, uh, DMNS, shout out Danny, is great. Is one of my favorites. But yeah, okay. American Museum of Natural History in New York, Field Museum in Chicago. Ellen Museum of Natural History is wonderful if you have a tour guide. It's nice and small, so you can get through it pretty quick. And their dinosaur collection is pretty neat. But just for dioramas, I would say Denver Museum of Nature and Science is probably also up there, too. All right. Heard and received. I'm excited. Those are your museum critiques by Vinny Thomas. Yeah, I do love museums. (laughs) Yeah, hell yeah. I love it. Any other folks you want to give a shout out to? Oh, oh boy. Uh, There's too many, so probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So all of them at once. If you know, you know, you're included. Beautiful. Vinny, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. This was really a delight. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't laugh over too many spots. And I'm just going to leave the audience with this one final thought. Please don't do this. Uh, not I with want a professional you to, joke writer on the show. I'm not going to tell a joke. I'm just going to I'm just going to share a vision. I want the audience to close their eyes and imagine a paleontologist 20,000 years from now digging through that lake bed and finding that one ancient croc under there and being like, <laughs> "Wow. I wonder how this guy <laughs> We out. Podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by Spencer Snedden. Show graphics by Khalif Gillette. And lead editing by Patrick Amaribe. Now, if you like the show, give us a quick five-star rating and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This is going to boost us up and get us to more ears. And we always appreciate some free support like this. Now, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the We Out Here Pod for memes and updated news. Now, if you're a black, brown, or indigenous person in science and nature and you want to share a story with our audience and get paid while you're at it, hit us up on social media or on our email at weoutherepod at gmail.com. 
Now, if you're able to financially support our mission of sharing our stories with an ever-broadening audience, go to patreon.com slash weoutherepod. This is where we can release bonus content when available, and our tiers start as low as just $2 a month, which is only $24 a year, and this helps us out in more ways than you can even possibly imagine. At higher tiers, you'll get complimentary merch quarterly with fresh designs yearly. Now, we are encouraging our audience to support the actors as they continue to strike for dignified work conditions and a living wage. And how you can do that is by sharing the Actors Emergency Strike Fund, which you can find in our show description. Now, many actors are black, brown, and indigenous and are fighting for financial security in their profession. Now, we wish them luck and solidarity as they and other workers turn the tide. Now, if you and your coworkers slash colleagues are experiencing some workplace hardships, we encourage all workers to join in solidarity and organize. There are several steps that you want to take before announcing that you wish to form any sort of union in your workplace. And I encourage you to check out the muse.com backslash advice backslash how to start a union. This is a great primer on the steps that you might want to take with your colleagues as you seek out a safer, more respected and better paying work environment. In solidarity, get outside. What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. You're listening to your boy, Alexi Grusis, the one and only, except for I think there's another person by that name out there in the world, but what's up, doppelganger? I'm out here in the black lands of the Kumeyaay territory, also known as San Diego, California. That's SoCal life, I guess. Allison, are you okay? The second you started, some particle flew into my eye. It was abuse. I'm soon to be flying solo on this show because Allison just died. A small bug flew in her eye. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'll miss you, Allison. Have you ever had a bug die in your eye before, though? Because I have. I have. It was a big, meaty, purple... Well, I won't say purple fly, but when I like took the goo out of my eye, it was all purple. Ugh. I was standing in line to ride a horse. Hey, yeah. my name's Allison. I'm here. I'm gonna run, run it back. I'm gonna do that the, intro. No, I don't think we should. No, keep going. Um, <laughs> hey, 